Hey, graduating class of 2020, it's Tony Robbins. My first words would be just to honor you. I can't imagine the amount of discipline and focus and sacrifice you've made to get to this point where you are today. And I know today would be a day of such excitement, but because of the nature of what's happening in the world right now, I'm sure there are some other emotions mixed in too. There might be some concern or some fear. And, you know, most of us in life, we, we work so hard for things. We think life's going to be a certain way. But as you're going to discover, life is never a straight line. You know, we're taught that. We think line is just, I'm going to go from here to there. But if you look in nature, you never see a straight line in real nature. If it's a straight line, a human built it. And so it's a process of evolving, of growing, dropping back, growing, dropping back. And, and challenges are what really grow us. You know, your life is a great story. You know, every person's life is a story. And the question is, some people's story is a warning, some people's story is an example. Right now, you're an example that's growing and expanding, and you have a chance to have this be the most incredible life. But it won't be a life without challenge. And the challenges we're facing right now give you an opportunity to grow like very few generations. You know, I'm sure you've heard of the great generation, the World War II generation. If you watch a great movie, if you read a great book, you know, the size and the power of the hero, how much you become as a hero is defined by how tough an obstacle you face, how difficult is the villain, the opponent. And so sometimes when I've been through the toughest times of my life, one of the questions I've had to ask myself or note to myself is, ah, I finally have a really worthy opponent. This is scaring the hell out of me, or this is challenging me, or this is making me crazy. But I also know in my gut and my soul that if I can push through this, just like you've done in these years, you've pushed through tough times, I'm sure, many of them. But as you push through those, you become more. And as you become more, something magical happens. You don't just grow. You expand in your spirit and your soul and your capacity and your skill. And all of a sudden, fear becomes less and less a part of you. Look, you know, I started out, I grew up in a very tough environment. Uh, we had no money for food. I can remember Thanksgiving when literally, you know, my dad came home and just said, we have no money, we have no food. We're, you know, I don't know what we're going to do. And we would have survived because we always found a way to survive, but we weren't going to have a great meal. And there was a knock at the door. And this critical moment in my life, I was 11 years old at the time. And uh, I opened the door and there's my mom and dad, by the way, saying things, yelling at each other, things that, you know, once you say them, you can never take them back. And it was, it was a bad moment. And I opened the door and there's this tall man standing there with grocery bags in each hand. And right at his feet, he had a potty sat down with an uncooked turkey. And he said, is your father here? And I said, just one moment. And I ran to get my dad. I said, there's somebody at the door for you. And he goes, who is it? I said, I don't know. He goes, well, ask him. I said, he, he needs to talk to you. And I just wanted to see my dad's face when he saw that we're going to have food and this great meal. And my dad went over and opened the door and saw this man with the food and didn't let the man say a word. He said, we don't accept charity. And he went to slam the door in the man's face. And the man just happened to have his foot there. So it bounced off his foot and the door stayed open. And my dad got even more upset. The man said, sir, sir, he said, I'm just the delivery guy. He said, somebody knows you're having a tough time. Everybody has tough times. And they want you to have a beautiful Thanksgiving. I'm just delivering it. My father said, we don't accept charity. He started to push the door again. And this time the man's shoulder was there, so it bounced off his shoulder too. And then I made eye contact with this man. He saw me behind my father on the side. I'll never forget the moment. And he looked at my father and he said, sir, he goes, I'm not trying to be harsh but don't let your ego get in the way of your family being taken care of. I thought my father was gonna punch him in the face. There was this frozen moment where my dad was so angry and he just took the groceries, slammed the door and walked away. I tell you the story because I couldn't understand how my father could be so angry when someone was trying to help us. And 
I didn't figure it out till years later. But what I figured out, what I want to plant a seed with you on is that our decisions control our life and our destiny more than anything else. Don't get me wrong, there's things you can't control. There's COVID-19, things happen. But what really controls this is not what's happened, it's how we respond to it. It's what we focus on, it's the meaning we give it, what we do. And I began to realize every moment of our life, we make three decisions. And since you're graduating today, I thought it'd be really useful to bring these three decisions up to your conscious awareness. So that if you want to, you can remember these three little decisions because they're happening every moment of your life. And if you don't make them consciously, they're going to be made unconsciously because the world's coming at us. It's ringing and stimulating and vibrating in our pockets. It's all around. We're, you know, we're not an information society. Information society died a long time ago. There's so much information. We're drowning in information. We're starving for wisdom. But the three things that control your life is not what's happened to you, it's what are you gonna do with it? And the three decisions are number one, what are you gonna focus on? See, whatever you focus on, you're gonna feel it. Whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter, you're gonna feel it. Have you ever had thought somebody, somebody came to you and said, a friend of yours, they did something behind your back, and you went, no, that's not true. And then two of them said, yeah, they're trying to do, and you, and you got hurt, like, how can my friend do this? And then maybe got angry, and maybe you confronted them. And then found like an idiot because you found out they never did what these other people said and you felt like a dummy. You ever had an experience like that? Or do you ever worry about something so much what's going to happen and got your guts wrenched out inside of you and anxiety or frustration or fear or whatever, and then it never happened? How often does that occur? More often than not. See, most people's brains, we have two million-year-old brains, so we tend to run to the worst-case scenario because it's survival. And then we're gonna fight or we're gonna flight, or we're gonna freeze, hope it just goes by us and doesn't hurt us. But we're more than just our old brains. We have the ability to create life on our terms. I always tell people, you're not the manager of your life experiences, you're the creator of your life. Your creator's giving you the ability to make decisions. But the most important way to start one is what are you gonna focus on? Because focus equals feeling. When you focus on something, you're gonna feel it, it's gonna feel real to you, even though it may not be real in reality. So let me give you a quick test. Please try this out for yourself right now. I work with millions of people around the world in 100 countries. I get a chance to work with the top athletes on earth, entertainers, um, presidents of countries. I've worked with every living president. I've worked with two presidents during impeachment times. <laughs> There's only been three to give you an idea. I've seen a lot in my life. But what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt is that we all have patterns. And if you've ever been hard on yourself or think, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. There's just a pattern that needs to change. If you think it's you, it's hard to change you, but it's easy to change a pattern. So let's, let's try three quick patterns of focus. Because if you don't decide what to focus on consciously, the world will take it over and you'll focus on whatever they want you to. The news, what does the news do today? It doesn't inform us. That's not their job anymore because they need your attention. They're fighting, we're an attention economy. So now they don't inform you, they don't educate you. Their goal is to startle you. Every great editor knows if it bleeds, it leads. If it's painful enough, if we can stagger it, if it can tease you enough, if it can upset you enough, if it can excite you enough, you're gonna click on it and that's how they get paid. They're not bad people, but you gotta use your own mind separate from them or you're gonna just constantly working on the worst case scenario. That's what happens. So here's three patterns. Question number one, do you tend to focus more on what you have or what's missing? Now we all do both, right? But as you're graduating today, if you think about the past of your life, if you focus more on what you have or what's missing, you know which one you spend more time on, which one is it? Now, when I do seminars, 10, 20,000 people, and if I was there with you live, I'd ask and see a show of hands. And usually, achievers, and you guys are achievers, or you wouldn't be going to a school like this and pushing like you have. 
Achievers tend to focus on what's missing more than what they have. Now, part of the strategy of that is to motivate ourselves to keep going forward. But at this stage of your life, if you're an achiever, you always will be. You don't have to worry about that. But if you're constantly focusing on what's missing, then how can you ever sustain happiness? And if you achieve everything you've ever dreamed of and you're unhappy, what's the quality of your life? What is success? What is failure? Failure is not being able to do anything meaningful in your life. Failure is living in frustration, anger, and sadness all the time. Success is finding a way to grow, to expand, to love, to contribute, to make a difference. And so in our minds, the more we focus on what's missing, the more overwhelming it becomes for us. And my gosh, right now, it'd be so easy to focus on what's missing. I can't get together with my friends at the same level. Can't even touch some people. Can't, you know, there's all these things we could focus on what's missing. Or we can focus on what we have. What we have is each other. What we have is a bit chance to be healthy and strong. What we have is a way to change our world. What we have is our creativity and our answers. We have anything we want to make happen. And you're at a stage of life where you get to write the story of your life, and you're going to make tons of mistakes. And if you focus on the mistakes, you'll feel overwhelmed. You'll see what you missed. But if you learn from them all, you'll see every experience of your life has gifts for you. And every gift, like where are you going to be? What? This COVID-19, it's going to pass. It's already 20 times less intense than they told us it was going to be. No one, I'm sure, manipulated it. It was just mistakes, people trying to overprotect. And there are consequences of overprotection as well. But if you focus on what's missing, you're going to be stressed out. So the first thing is training yourself to focus on what you have. And simple things like the things you've heard of, like a gratitude journal, sounds so stupid, but training your brain to look for what you have will create gratitude, which destroys the two emotions that destroy people's relationships and lives. And that's fear and anger. When you're afraid, you're going to make the wrong decision most of the time. When you're angry, you're going to make the wrong decision most of the time. When every day of a practice of finding something, two or three things you're grateful for, you train your brain to find it and you're no longer in survival. Let's try another pattern. Do you tend to focus more on what you can control or what you can't control? Now, when I ask this in my seminars, people that come to an event usually are people that spend time, energy, money, so they want to take control of their finances or their business or their life or their relationships or their body or their athletics or whatever. And that's my job. So most people, they are focused on what they can control. But most people in society focus on what they can't control. And that'll just make you angry or stressed or sad or overwhelmed. Can you see that pattern? Think of it like software. It has nothing to do with you. If you take anybody's brain and put these two together, keep focusing on what's missing and what you can't control, what do you have to feel? What would anybody feel that constantly focuses on what I don't have and what I can't control that's outside my control? You're going to be stressed. You're going to be pissed off. You're going to be angry. You're going to be sad or you're going to be depressed. Doc, I ask people all the time. I say, you know, how many of you know somebody who is on antidepressant medicine and they're still depressed? And two-thirds of the room, sometimes 80, 90% of the room raise their hand. They know somebody who takes antidepressants and they're still depressed. How's that possible? Because all an antidepressant does is numb you. It doesn't take care of the source, which is what you're focusing on, which is creating your feelings. Does that make sense? And so the third pattern would be, do you focus more on the past, the present, or the future? What do you spend more of your time, past, present, or future? Well, you know, most people in my events don't focus most on the past. They're more proactive. I doubt you do either, but the past is useful. Where do we spend our time? Some people are more present, some more future. The key in life is a balance. The present so you can enjoy it, but anticipating the future so you can create life on your terms. So 
those three patterns alone can change somebody's life. If you just change from focusing on what's missing to what I have and feeling grateful from what I can't control, of course I can't control it, but these are the things I can control, my mind, my emotions, my actions, my interactions. And I'm going to focus on how to enjoy and learn from the present and grow into my future. That little pattern alone, that tiny pattern, if you made that change now, it might feel like a 10 degree shift. But you take it out a week from now, a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, you have a different destination, a different destiny. Second decision we make, real quick. What does this mean? The minute you focus on something, you got to decide, what does it mean? Is this the end or the beginning? Is this person dissing me? Is this person challenging me? Is this person coaching me? Is this person loving me? See, the meaning you give things instantly produces emotion in you, and your emotions will affect your actions, and your actions will shape your destiny. So think about it. If you think, did... Is God punishing us? That's why we have this virus. Or is God challenging us? Or is this a gift from God for, for us to find better ways to come together? Or does that have nothing to do with God? It's human beings who are making decisions, some good, some bad. See, whatever meaning you give is going to create emotion. You think God's punishing you, you're going to react completely differently. Is this the beginning of your relationship or the end? If you think it's the beginning of the relationship, you're going to react differently to everything if you think it's the end of the relationship. You're going to read between the lines. You get the idea, right? So we are controlled by what we focus on and what things mean. But the problem is most of us have been conditioned and we let the world and the environment train us to think like everybody else. And listen, you and I both know, I'm not, I'm not into positive thinking. I'm into the truth. I'm into intelligence. I'm into seeing it as is, but not worse than it is. I'm into seeing it better than it is. So there's a vision. Otherwise you have no direction. And then I'm into doing what it takes to turn it around. See, you've got to control the meaning. If you control the meaning, you have an extraordinary life. But if you let the media, external people, then you'll be a follower. And most people, you tell me, are most Americans healthy, vital, strong, healthy? Are most Americans in a passionate relationship for decades where they don't just hang out, they love each other and want to be with each other? Do most people have a career or a job or a company that they love, can't wait to go to every day? You know, the answer is most people, the answer is no. But there's a few who do. And I mentioned a few who do versus the many who talk. And then finally, the third decision is what are you going to do? Because what you're going to do is different than if your meaning is they're dissing me, than if your meaning is they're challenging me, than if their meaning is they're loving on me. Does it make sense? And so it's important to learn to find empowering meanings, to train yourself to focus on what you have what, instead of what's missing, what you can do, what you can do this moment, what you can do in the future. Those are just a couple samples. And if you do that, you're going to be in a state where you're going to know what to do or you're going to learn what to do quickly. And if you don't know what to do, trust your gut and take some kind of action. You go, what if it's the wrong action? You'll find out quicker and you can change again. But if you sit on the fence doing nothing, it'll just create frustration or fear anxiety. So as you go through your graduation today, remember, it's in your moments of decision that your destiny is shaped. So choose well. And as you do, Choose in a way where you're kind to yourself and kind to others and where you trust that there's something in you larger than your mind. There's a spirit and soul inside you that can guide you. You can ask for that guidance and you can trust in that guidance. And that does not mean you're always going to make the right choice, but it does mean that you can learn from everything. And in the end, life's not about just being happy, right? The moment, if you're happy all the time, your face hurts. <laughs> you ever smiled so much for so much, your face hurts? We need a balance. What we really need is a life of meaning. And that's a life where it's not just about you. It's a life of service. If you can find something or someone 
that you care so much for, you'll do anything for them, then the greatest part of you will come out. It could be a mission for your community, it could be for the world, it could be your family, it could be your friends, it could be your lover, it could be anything. It could be in the future, maybe your children. But if you can find something you care about more than yourself, you're not gonna suffer. Because in the end, there's only two options, suffer or grow. If you're suffering, you haven't grown yet. And so grow into a new set of beliefs that take you beyond the focus of limitation to what's truly possible. So congratulations, this is a beautiful day. Even though it may be challenging in all kinds of ways, remember, you know, we're the opponent which creates a great hero. And you've got a great story to write in the life of your life. You've already written a beautiful story to start with, but I really trust and send prayers and faith and love that you have create the most compelling future possible and that you build a life that is truly magnificent on your terms. Lead, don't follow. God bless and live with passion.